Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm using our uh, favorite Zoom technology to uh, allow me to interview some of our champions uh, around the country. And uh, uh, today I get the the privilege of coming, circling back to a couple of our women leaders that uh, I interviewed a few years back. And uh, we all feel like it's been forever ago since we talked about this, but uh, Melissa George and Lauren Cunningham live down in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hey, thank you. You bet. Um, Yeah, so uh, Melissa, I guess I'll let you start. I want want everybody just to kind of, we're going to retell the story just a little bit, just to bring it back into perspective of, of how the journey I love for people to hear stories of how the journey spreads, you know, because we 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 talk about all the time. This is not an organization. This is an organism. And it just and it it reproduces naturally or supernaturally rather and ends up in all sorts of interesting places. And sometimes we don't even know about it. And I think in your case, I didn't even know about it at first, what was going on. But uh, Melissa, George, why don't you tell a little bit about your your story of how the journey came to you? So I have a good friend that I went to college with and I was doing sales at the time. We were talking a lot um, during the day and he had mentioned that he had been invited to be a part of this journey group and it was a year long commitment and he, and he was kind of, you know, not really sure if he wanted to do it. And after several conversations, I was like, you know, Vince, I, I really think you need to do this. I just kind of have a good feeling about it. And um, sure enough, he did it. And the transformation that I saw in his life was exactly what I had been looking for. Lauren and I had been doing Bible studies together for a while through our church, which are great, but I just was looking for something deeper. And so I I said, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've been looking for. I want to do this. How do I do it? And he was like, well, it's only for for men. And I was like, so (laughs) long story short, I got in, I think I got in touch with you, Brian, and, or maybe he put me in touch with Nicole in Memphis or something. And, um, really the only option was to do it at like a zoom or, and zoom wasn't really that big at that point. This was pre COVID, um, or to do it alone. And I was like, Whoa, I wasn't sure about that. So got in touch with you. Really, I just felt terrified, but I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, this is what you've been looking for. So got in touch with Lauren. I said, I'm not doing this without you. <laughs> what do you think? She took forever <laughs> to get in touch with me after praying about it. <laughs> no, not really. But she did. She she earnestly prayed about it. And we started our own group in Atlanta and the rest is history. Well, and I should say pre-COVID, um, well, I became executive director eight years ago. And so uh, I would get a lot of, you know, either phone calls or on the website, contact, reach out, uh, people wanting to know, hey, do you have a journey group near me? You know, and and uh, we didn't have like a map on the website or anything back in those days. And they just heard about it from somebody, someone they trust. And the standard answer was always, 
no, not yet, not yet, but you could be the one that gets it started. And I did it in Tulsa because that was always my story because I did led the first group in a city that had never had the journey. And I did have Rocky Fleming just two hours down the road. That did help a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, most of these people ended up just going away and, you know, sad, you know, never, they never, and I never knew what happened to them. And I always felt like, ah, oh, we got to fix that, you know? So that's when the virtual journey group concept came about a few years later, uh, actually before, right before COVID actually. But uh, so, so then you know, there was an option to, so there, 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 when you came through it, you're right. There probably wasn't like the virtual group was not a thing. And so, cause I don't think we could have put you into a women's virtual group at that time. So it was probably I think the, it was Melissa. kind of, yeah, like a call in or something, which didn't really seem that enticing to me. I really wanted the, like, you know, being in a group physically with people and other women. Yeah, I think it was, you were in the days when it, my standard answer was still pretty much, you're going to have to lead it if you, if yep. you want to do it, you know? <laughs> so, so, uh, it. and it was, uh, yeah. So, so Lauren, uh, so she said that it took forever for you to respond. What was going on with you? <laughs> I was just avoiding her, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like she said, we had been in some Bible studies together previously, um, and I had been leading them, quote unquote. Um, <clears throat> but I was really just kind of burned out with leading, and I didn't, I wanted to take a step back. I didn't want to lead another group. So when she came to me and was like, we have to do this, I was like, ah. I don't think so. I'm not looking to do this again. Um, but then once I dug in um, to the material, it was pretty evident that that's exactly what we needed to do. So mm. I think it was maybe two weeks, <laughs> which I know seems like forever. Um, seems like but <laughs> I think it was about two weeks. Um, and we started our first group right there after that pretty quickly. And you guys go to a big church in Atlanta. So you, uh, didn't you guys pitch it through your church channels to find the ladies for the first group? We did. We posted um, an opening for a new group the night before. Uh, it's called Group Link. The night before Group Link launched, we posted it on uh, or posted it with our church leadership and filled up almost immediately. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Do, do you remember how you guys pitched it? Do you guys remember what the roughly what you might have said about what this thing is since you didn't know what it was really? I know we went back that? and forth with several renditions. Um, I know we put, you know, journaling was a key aspect. Um, and it was something for women of all ages and stages of life. Yeah. But specifically, I don't remember everything we put but i know those two things were definitely in there we yeah okay. we looked at the website and tried to <laughs> glean some information <laughs> from the website and the group the group was a success and so um you know all the i mean pretty much all the ladies who started finished is that right for the most part yes we always have a couple that kind of get in it and they're like oh hold on I'm about to have a baby or something. Something's always. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how many do we usually get, Lauren? I think the first year we got like 14 and we ended up with 12 or something yeah. like that. Yep. I believe that's right. And I think at the end there was 
seven of us left. So I think we lost about half throughout the throughout the thing. But well, I remember this Still part. I remember this part before your journey was even commenced your first journey um the virtual group came on the scene the idea of the virtual group and there was a need yeah. for some women leaders and tom c who's he's so shy and bashful about asking people to do things as you know um no he he strongly suggested that you guys should lead a virtual women's journey group and asked you if you guys would pray about leading this group because there were some ladies that were interested but we didn't yeah. have leaders right Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> he did not take no for an answer. His response was, pray about it. Let me know. It was uh -huh. like, I'm pretty sure I just did. I, we're not ready. We haven't even gone through this ourselves. Um, and I don't know that we're ready to lead two groups simultaneously. Mm -hmm. But we both prayed about it independently. And both bleh, sorry, we both received confirmation that we were supposed to lead that virtual group. Mm. And I know, I know that that was confirmed because, right, Melissa, I mean, that was a, uh, that wow. was a great group. That was a great group. Yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Great group. That was our, that was our New York ladies and we had like East coast. Yeah. Representation. And it was so what the world needs right now, just it, uh, the blending of cultures and political, um, differences and all kinds of things and our common thread is jesus i mean and it really came out in that group it was amazing i miss so, those ladies a lot because because where you guys are the demographic was pretty similar right i mean the kind of people that that were in that first group were pretty similar you know backgrounds and demographics and all that so mm -hmm. um yeah so that was so i'm sure that stretched you guys a little bit at first but uh <laughs> the holy spirit does <laughs> But I, so did, um, I know both of those groups, uh, bore some fruit in, in, as far as reproducing into other groups, didn't they? Yep. Tell me about that. So our first group, we've, we've had several people come back through our second group was our online ladies and they, we had what, two or three Lauren who have started, um, guiding in their area. Yes. Yep. I believe three different groups launched yeah. after that one mm -hmm. and then our third group um i feel like we just finished but lauren has started another group since then so she's on her fourth group but our third group led mm -hmm. to starting uh we had just meredith i think who um lauren and meredith started another one from our third group yep. and yep. yeah how many how many girls would you say there probably um in our third group or in my current group now? How many girl, how many, well, how many, how many women have we had, have we touched in doing the journey with oh, your group um, and our other three? Maybe, maybe 40, 50. Okay. Yeah. A nice round number. Have good. you guys, have you guys stuck together as a, as a code guide team for every one of them? It, we for did except of the four. Yes. Okay. So the last one, I just felt the Lord was pulling me in a different direction to go into my school. And Lauren started. So I kind of went on hiatus of praying about that. And Lauren and Meredith, which is another girl from our group, started their fourth group, which they've been. I'll let you 
talk about that, Lauren, but it's been phenomenal too. Like God is just yeah. doing great things. Yep, it has. Um, and we use the same platform, the church group link um, to find our ladies. And some of them have been through groups before. Some of them, this is their first group experience. But I mean, just it's so fun just to watch the light bulb come on. Um, mm. You know, people that have been in church for years and years and thought they understood certain aspects and they show up and they're kind of misty eyed because they got it for the first time. Or, you know, one girl, it just it hit me. She sat down and she said, I am eternally grateful that you all have stopped to do this, that you all are taking the time to do this. It's like, wow, that's <laughs> it's so powerful just mm. to be a part of somebody's story like that. Oh, yeah. What you know, what I think is interesting in your two case is that almost everywhere the journey has started in new cities, it's been men. It's been men who have been the the trailblazers. But in Atlanta, really, it was you you all. Um, we had some connections in Atlanta through Sol- the Soli Business Guys and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it hasn't like it had they haven't hadn't really taken root yet with the men, you know, so I'm kind of curious to see how this develops. And see if what happened with the men where the wives start seeing changes in their husband and wanted in. I want I'm hoping or wondering if the men are gonna start seeing changes in these ladies and say, What is this journey thing you all yeah. are doing? And and I don't know if the men are it might be different with men because they're thinking, I'm not doing a women's study if that's what you guys are doing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they don't, I don't know if they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need yeah. a men's group. I've got so many friends who I, I, that I would love to have go through this, but there aren't any men to lead it. So I'm praying that that well, happens soon. It's ha- it is happening. I can tell you because um, there's a guy named Ken Lander who lives in Costa Rica, and he's a coffee farmer, but he's from Atlanta area, and uh, he's been leading a bunch of virtual groups with guys from Atlanta. So it's probably happening in ways you don't even realize there's some, some, some men being raised up. So we got to connect all that these dots awful. at some, we need to have a conference call with Ken at some point, connect all the dots, you know, see what's yes. going on, you know. That would be amazing. Yes. Well, and you know, another thing is um, there's definitely, and I, I, uh, we put an email out last few weeks about asking any women out there, if you're passionate about influencers, you know, and want to be get plugged in, we're having a registration so that we can start having more women's women praying about the women's side of the ministry. We consider the women's ministry almost like its own branch of our ministry, if you will. Um, and you guys came to the the first ever women's summit that we did last year and all that. So, so mm-hmm. I'd love to hear both of you all comment on your uh, observations or your, your feelings as you prayed about it. What's God doing with the women overall and in influencers? Do you guys have any thoughts about that or what you see evolving or happening? Lauren, you want to start? Um, I mean, I think it's just going to explode at some point, hopefully in the very near future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting taking a study that's written for men um, and watching a group of women go through it because there's obviously some differences, but it's very universal at the same time. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's it's cool that we can connect, you know, no matter where we are, um, thanks to Zoom and and whatnot. But it's it's really cool that we can connect with Memphis or New York or Arkansas or California or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're all going through the same thing. 
um, mm-hmm. not just the the study, but life. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Melissa? Um, at the summit, I had one of those moments where I was just sitting there looking at this group of women. Um, it was toward the end. And I just remember the Holy Spirit saying, take a look, because this is going to, this is going to multiply beyond your wildest dreams. And I just, I know it's going to get big. I, I, we don't know what his timing is, but it's just, it's such an amazing experience that how can it not? He is just so good. The Holy Spirit is so good. And he, you know, there's a plan. I don't know what his plan is, but if we continue just to walk in obedience and reach out and find the people, you know, that are looking for more, looking for deeper. Um, and it's, I think we're on the cusp of something amazing and just to be able to watch it happen is exciting. Well, and we know, we know it's been proven now after enough times that it works with women, that the, the, that the curriculum was not just written for men. It was really written for the body of Christ. It was written for anybody who wants to go deeper with Christ. It works, you know, and even the, the stories that may have a male slant uh, speak to the women, women too, you know, so the allegories and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's now, it's really just um, praying for God to raise up champions, you know, and, and, I always define a champion as somebody who's been touched by the journey and they become so passionate about it that no one has to ask them to lead a group. I mean, they're forming groups on their own and not only that, but they're, they want to help other people form groups, you know, and they start, they start kind of seeing a vision for their, their city, not just their church, but like their whole region, you know, their whole area. And, uh, I think there's women like that out there and you two, maybe two examples, you know, um, and there's others like you that God's raising up, you know? So then, then it's like, back to what I said, connecting the dots. Then it's like getting all you ladies connected into kind of a, an organized leadership effort or, or something, you know? So I think that's evolving. I think it's happening. And I understand that there might be another women's summit next year. You guys are praying about that. Maybe. I I would love it. Yeah. It's a huge undertaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something about getting all these abiders out there in one place, you know, and, and God just does special things and it, and it, and if anybody's feeling like they're out there doing journey groups, like even some of the ladies you have led who maybe up in upstate New York, they might start feeling like they're alone, you know, cause they're, but you get them together all together in one place and it like lights a big fire, you know? So that's one of the coolest things that I think. And one of the things that came out at the summit, I thought it's, you do just kind of put your head down and, and you're so involved in what's happening with the Holy spirit is doing in your group. And, um, but then when you can come together with other women in different regions who have had the same experiences and, and who are as passionate as you are about Jesus and about the journey, um, it makes you just kind of stand back and go, wow, this is really really amazing. It's very cool. Mm. And that's the same thing that happens at the men's summits too. Same thing. So, uh, <laughs> so, so since uh, we just mentioned that I have to say, we do have another men's summit, April 4th through 7th that is on the calendar. So uh, of 2024. So, uh, so you ladies will have to figure out when, when, and if you can have one next year, but uh, we're, we're behind you. Global office is behind you for sure. So, um, so Melissa, I got to 
last few minutes we got here together, I want to I want to dive into a little bit about um, something you're passionate about. That is something a fruit I would say that's happened in Atlanta. Is you work at a Christian school, and you tell me about you know I don't, I don't know if you were inspired by some of the stories we've shared about other Christian schools using the journey, or if it was just independent of that. But talk a little bit about you called me not too long ago and said, "Can what if?" So tell me about that. Tell our listeners about that. So I just, um, I am passionate about kids. I feel like the Lord has a really special place um, or a special calling for this generation of kids. And I see it a lot in my school. Um, One of the things that we say in our school is we ready the remarkable, but are we doing all that we can? I've never experienced anything like the journey. And so I was really passionate about bringing it to our older kids, our high school kids, because they're going out into the world and it's a battlefield out there. So how can we prepare them? Like they need to be more prepared than just head knowledge. Um, They need to have that experience to take with them. Because really at the end of the day, that's, that's what differentiates you. That's what changes hearts, I think. Um, is Jesus. So you can know all about the Bible, but if you haven't experienced him, then you're only getting half the story. So um, just seeing what we've seen in all of our groups, I just was like, man, I would love to take this to my school. Um, And I really, my, not my long-term vision, my heart is now it's the Holy Spirit's visit vision But my heart is, I would love to bring this to our high school kids. Um, I approached my principal, who is the most amazing woman ever and so supportive of anything that I want to do, recommended that I get in touch with different people um, in our school. And I did. I did a presentation with um, Joel Hazard, which is uh, his title is so long. I can't remember what it is, but um, and one of the he, top guys at the school. <laughs> one of the top guys at the school. And he um, was really interested and said, yeah, let's do this. Um, and so we've been in the process of trying to figure out how we're going to do it. I think what we're going to do is, is open it up to parents, um, faculty and staff, and community. We're trying to do things to bring the community together as well. But I think when parents, and I think that's the right I think that's the right way to do it. I think when when parents and community come together and they see what happens in the journey and the experience that happens in the journey, I think they're going to, I mean, it's going to be amazing that they would want their kids to go through this. So my dream is to, is to have it as, um, and again, it's my dream. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't want it that way, then it'll work out <laughs> however he wants to do it. But Um, but I just can't imagine that we can't get our kids to experience Jesus on a deeper level. I just, yeah. Well, yeah. And you, uh, I I think when you approached me, you were talking about it, you know, could this be a, like a, a class, you know, Mm -hmm. and we don't like to call it a class, but in the context of a Christian school, you could call it a class, I guess, um, that an optional, you know, you know, uh, uh, something that that would be like uh, an optional class for seniors or something like that, where they could a discipleship class or course, you know, as an, as an elective or whatever. Um, 
And I've had other, I've ha- actually had a meeting with another Christian school where one of our influencers wanted me to us to talk to the headmaster about that. And it never, it never happened because the, the headmaster was fired up about it and then he ended up changing jobs or whatever. So it kind of went away, but um, who knows? maybe he'll take it to his next school. You never know. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's interesting that these things are coming up and, uh, and I, we've talked about it probably before, but uh, the first time I ever heard of teenagers going through, it was Frank Khalil, our director in Tulsa. Uh, there was a, a guy there whose son was a senior in high school. And he wanted to take his son and some other senior boys through the journey. And he asked Frank, would you help? Frank didn't have a senior son, but he said, would you co-guide it with me? And and Frank said it was the coolest experience seeing these young, these young boys, you know, hungry to go deeper with Christ. And then it was so powerful for those young boys that um, the parents were going, are you doing that again next year? You know, because my son's now going to be a senior and I heard about what you guys did. And, and so it happened. It went for about three years, I think. And then and then they quit doing it. But uh, then we had over here in our neck of the woods, the Christian school here, Shiloh Christian, they, the football coaches went through the journey first and were blown away by it. The head coach wanted his, his coaches to go through it and they were so blown away and it changed, changed the culture of their whole football team. Then they wanted all the players to go through it. So they took all the football players through the journey, senior high, all the way down to junior high. Um, and put them, broke it into smaller groups and all that. Um, and then what happened there, it's kind of interesting. It was backwards of what you're saying. In this case, the parents saw what happened in their kids and then they wanted to go through the journey. Then the parents said, how do you do this journey thing? We want to do it. So now yeah. there's couples journey groups of parents who watched their kids go through it. So, so just so amazing how the Lord it works. Is so amazing. And that's the fun thing. It's like not knowing. I have no idea. You know, I'm trying to wrap my head around this and prepare somehow, but I'm like, I don't really know how to prepare because I don't, but I guess that's where the Holy Spirit wants us. He's like, it's not about you. It's about me. And I'll, I'll give you the steps that you need to take in the time that I want you to know what to do. Yeah. And, and you just yeah. kind of follow his lead. And it's very organic like that. It's, it's amazing how he does it. He does it every time. It's amazing. Well, and you put me in contact with Joel and he, he was a great guy and he was very excited about it. Very open, just, you know, looking for a tool to help take, take their, their students and the community deeper in Christ, you know? And so that was, that was very encouraging to me to, to hear that. So, so yeah, every time we, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'll ask all our audience to be praying about that. Pray about that opportunity because that that could have something big could start at least with a, one journey group, at least uh, of adults in August, yeah. right? So, yep. so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and there, there again, someone listening may think, oh, wait, we could do that at our Christian school, maybe, you yeah. know? So who knows? This is how these things work, right? So this is how it works. Yeah. The whole, I'm very organic, Holy Spirit. <laughs> you just never yeah. know. Yeah, very exciting, very exciting. Well, anyway, uh, Lauren, any any other comments on that? I guess you're 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 not part of that particular movement, but anything cooking in your world? That any vision you have for your next steps or anything in your world? Um, not particularly. Just another group. See what see what happens next. We've got our second retreat coming up uh, next weekend, the first weekend in June. So that's always exciting. But yeah, just see what the next one holds. You, you, I know that, you know, someone's kind of a champion whenever they, they would never not lead a journey group. It's kind of like, I'll be doing journey <laughs> groups the rest of my life. Right. And Lauren, I feel like that's one of you. That's what yes. you would say. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't imagine not leading one at this point. It's just, it's too good. Um, you feel like you've gotten some insider information and you want other people to know it. You can't yeah. sit on it. And people like us can't understand when someone says, yeah, I went through the journey. That was pretty good. Yeah. What's next? You know, we, we don't, we can't understand that. <laughs> well, our, so the third group that Melissa and I did, she mentioned Meredith and I spun off and started this group that we're currently in. We did our final retreat the last weekend in August and Meredith was, you know, ready. She's like, I want to do it. I don't want to I don't want to wait anymore. So we literally had our first meeting on the Tuesday after we got back from our final retreat. Like just oh, that quick, there was no hesitation. Oh man, man, that that's when, you know, somebody's, you know, becoming a disciple and what we always say, a real disciple wants to make disciples, you know? And so they're like ready to just immediately go help someone else, go find a refugee. Yep. Right. So exactly. Mm, that's beautiful. That is awesome. Well, ladies, thank you for your time and thank you for all your service to influencers and leadership. And uh, I think thank we've you. barely scratched the surface of what God wants to do, even in just in Atlanta, you know, let alone the world, you know. So, uh, yeah, so awesome. You guys are a big part of it. So, and yeah, everybody out there, be praying, be praying for Melissa and the the school opportunity and Lauren and her reproduction into new groups and all that. So, all right, ladies, thanks a lot. Um, you bet. Um, well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, my guests have been Melissa George and Lauren Cunningham down that live down in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and two of our lady leaders down there and influencers women. So we're glad glad to have them on board. So uh, anyway, if you want to hear more podcasts, uh, I mentioned the the Shiloh Christian and and all those kind of things. Even in my last interview with Melissa and Lauren, you can find all that on our website, influencers.org. If you go to resources and podcasts, there's even a search bar. You can type in Shiloh Christian or type in Melissa George, and you'll you'll find their last interview. And there's other lots of other podcasts we've done. So anyway, we just hope these are a re, uh, resource for you and an encouragement for you out there. So anyway, if we can help you with anything, uh, please contact us through the website. We are here to serve you guys. If anyone who wants to start a journey group or anything, any questions you have or anything, we're here to help. So my name is Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.